Disclaimer. All views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest, and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge World Tour, a podcast with a variety of guests from all over the world talking all things in the gaming industry. Here's your host, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge, the World Tour season. I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson, and joining me this week, we head to eastern Canada. We head to the lovely province of Ontario, where we uh, we sit down with the legendary D-Trader 1. I mean, that's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> I'm not that legendary. <laughs> but hello, hello, that's me. Hi. Hope you're doing well, Tony. I, I am doing really well. Glad to have you back, Trader. A lot is uh, a lot's happened since we had you last on the podcast. Yeah, I can't remember when was the last time I was on. It's been a while. It's been a while. I know that much. But uh, to summarize, kind of everything that's happened, your streaming has kind of taken like a whole backseat. You're no longer like a cons- consistently streaming. It's kind of like once in a blue moon now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just you did your uh, a GDQ run, the A GDQ run for a not Sonic Adventure two. Yeah, which is surprising considering I put like five thousand five hundred hours into <laughs> that game. But you know, no, no point in those hours. Frog gun. <laughs> it's all, it's all frog, all gun. That's that's what it is now. That's that's what's going on. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, a lot a lot of those things have changed. We'll be getting into those uh, a little bit later, especially the frog gun. Uh, oh, especially the frog. Oh, I can't wait either. Uh, but to kick things off, we do have our headline of the week, which uh, Pokemon, they, they're in the news today because they released a new little, I guess you could say promotional video to, uh, because uh, there's over a thousand Pokemon now. One thousand and eight Pokemon exist. Oh my it's, god. It's ridiculous. And they put a little video together of you ca- basically capturing and encountering all 1008 Pokemon. Oh, that's nice. A really cool little video. Uh it's like 8 minutes long. Uh we were maybe hoping that this would tie into something else like I don't know them announcing Scarlet and Violet getting Pokemon Home support. But no. <laughs> No, uh-huh. we still have no idea when that home compatibility is coming. We do know, however, that there are two new raids, special raids coming soon for the week of Valentine's Day or the weekend of Valentine's Day. Uh, you can get a fairy type something. It's a fairy type Terra Terra type Pokemon. Uh, Tandem Mouse. It was a Tandem Mouse. Because oh, it's a couple, so yeah, that makes sense. So you got a little special tandem house if you do some raids, and then they also announced that there's a new upcoming Terra type poison raid, but they haven't revealed what the Pokemon is. They mm. did reveal, however, that you can only catch this Pokemon once. It's, I, I mean, it, it's got to be a legendary, right? I, I would think so, but the the typing is weird. A Terra type of poison. And my mind goes, and I'm like, well, I don't know what Pokemon that could be then. Yeah, that's kind of rough to think about. Mm-hmm. Especially when we know that there are a limited number of Pokemon that are in the game's code that are not 
in the game yet. Ah, I didn't and, know that. Yeah, and there's and I know that because there's two Pokemon I'm keeping an eye out for, which are Meloetta and Hoopa, both in the code, both oh. not out yet, because I need those Pokemon in my home. <laughs> I, I need them. They're like two of the three Pokemon that I absolutely need to finish my uh, national decks and my living decks. So... Mm. Ah, kind of need them kind of need you'll them, get them you'll get them i promise I, I i hopefully but so we're keeping a close eye on things i believe it's set for the end of the month and then once again uh the weekend after valentine's day i believe or it's like also during that same weekend we're keeping an eye out and hopefully we'll know more details about that soon thank you pokemon yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, have you been playing Scarlet and Violet at all? I have not. I've seen a lot about it, but I've just been like a casual lurker in streams. That's how I've been uh, ingesting the content. That's Fair about enough. It. Fair enough. There's a lot of rumors going around that the DLC that we'll get will actually take us to Kalos. Oh, that sounds actually like a lot of fun. Because things are lining up with the giant crater of Paldea, all the crystal, the terrestrialization. Paldea was the, the region that was at war with Kalos, and that's what the weapon was originally oh, used on. Oh, that's actually a cool tie-in. So it, everything is too coincidental to not line up and not have it be this. So uh, I'm excited to go to Kalos. Maybe they'll do something that we can get all the other Vivian forms a lot easier. That would be nice. That would be so you, nice. You think they're going to do things to be nice to us? No, this is Pokemon. Like, I was thinking, I was thinking, I had a shower thought this morning. What if they made this location called the Vivian Pavilion? Where oh, that, you, oh my. you connect with so people cute. around the world, and whoever you connect with, whatever region they're from, you can find their type of Vivian. And so mm. it encourages it encourages the using their Wi-Fi network and connecting and you can just catch all these other Vivian as long as you connected with like one other region before one other region of that type you can find that Vivian there it might be a rare spawn but like you can eventually find all 18 forms or whatever that sounds incredible and i guarantee you it's not going to happen yeah but <laughs> it, that would be amazing honestly that would be really really they should do that for just like um Lots of regional uh, Pokemon. Like it if would you be could nice. Do that, oh, it would so, be so, so nice. nice. It would be so nice. Uh, but alas, I mean, hey, if they do use it, Pokemon, Pokemon, hey, I'll I'll give you that one for free because <laughs> I think a lot of people worldwide would be happy with that. So I'll give you that one oh, for, for free. Sure. The next one, though, that's going to cost some money. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, i've got many ideas i've wrote them down but uh, I, I have a whole you pay for. book a whole book full of these <laughs> ideas pokemon just just come over to the game lounge and we'll talk things okay don't make me pull out my sonic onesie and my baseball bat that's being saved for dion I, <laughs> what's dion done <laughs> oh dion failed the sonic quiz back in season three he season three oh season no three or four. He well, okay the sonic it's fine. quiz i gotta go find him in my sonic onesie and beat in his kneecaps <laughs> just just ask for another interview <laughs> hey we uh, we got a bigger budget we got a perfect time you can come here personally right down to us yeah come in for an 
interview. <laughs> <laughs> Me just standing in the dark hallway menacingly. And I yeah. feel like the onesie would look a lot like Argex. Obviously. Oh, yeah. That would be amazing. <laughs> uh, but that's our headline of the week. It's time for us to now dive in to see what else happened this past week. Uh, here is the week in review. Covering news from the world of video games, TCG, and board games, this is the week in review. And kicking it off, some of the games that came out this past week, the big one, One Piece Odyssey uh, came out. Uh, it actually came out today, the day that we're recording this. Yeah, uh, people seeing can, people stream it right now. Yeah, people are being Luffy. People are admiring the graphics of certain aspects for certain characters. Uh, because One like Piece. Like Luffy. Like, well, Zoro. yeah, like Luffy <laughs> yeah. and uh, the chest of Zoro, his abs and his swords. And uh, honestly, and, and really no like one how else. the game's looking so far. It, it, it looks really good. It looks, honestly, it reminds me a bit of like Dragon Quest with how it looks it does yeah now that you mention it oh my god and like even though dragon quest is like the art style is done by uh dragon ball creator Mm -hmm. toriyama Mm -hmm. uh this is done like the art style for one piece is done by oda and it's like i'm like man they're it it really shows you like kind of how similar they are with this one because it almost looks like that dragon quest dragon ball style I, i think i think a big thing for that happens to be the texturing and the way they do shading um that really makes it look like that because i think the models look very different it's just more like the texturing shading and colors all just look reminiscent of dragon quest stuff but i think that's good it's it's an rpg and i think it's a good i think it's like a nice draw for people who like dragon quest maybe be like oh well maybe this is my gateway into one piece and then we lose them forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm part of the lost people in One Piece. It's so good. I love it. <laughs> uh, we also had Rogue AI Simulator and Children of Silent Town also released this past week. And as for the world of news, starting off with, uh, I think, a, a joke I made in a stream once, but not too long ago. Uh, hey, that pirate game that Ubisoft is working on, Skull and Bones. It's delayed again. Woohoo. But this time it's not as bad. It's more like a month delay. So March 9th was what is what we've had it at now. It's now mm-hmm. gonna be April 1st. But who knows? That might just be an April Fool's joke for us. It'd be like, haha, oh, April yeah. Fools, we delayed it again. <laughs> Surprise! You thought you were gonna get a game today. No. I, that would actually make people furious. April 1st. Oh wait, that's a Saturday? Wait, hold on. Okay, yeah, that's definitely getting delayed. No, nothing comes oh out on Saturdays. Don't they know that? There's, okay, th- something's that's, gonna, that's gonna happen. Get, that's gonna get delayed again. I'm sorry, folks. I, uh, I, I hate to break it to you. It's gonna get delayed. In some cool news, Xbox—they're gonna be holding a developer direct on January 25th. Which is, I guess, Xbox's first like attempt of like a direct, uh, a direct style video. So we're gonna see some stuff from Xbox on the twenty fifth, which is exciting. Hmm. Curious what they'll be showing. Honestly, I believe from what I've gathered, there won't be a lot of like. There's no Starfield. They said that, but they've said that much. No Starfield that will be shown. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it will be a lot of other stuff. So that's cool. 
Um, in, I guess, some MMO news, if you haven't heard, but Final Fantasy XIV patch 6.3 dropped this week, which added some new main story quest stuff, a new trial, new alliance raid where you fight mommy, and uh, a new island sanctuary stuff, and a whole, whole bunch more. Uh, okay. But, but yeah, <laughs> no, uh, Nafika can step on me. Uh, I, oh. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, I get to use my imagination to think of what they look like, and I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, People are, uh, the file of the 14 community is, uh, thirsty right now. Oh boy. Uh, and some cool news. If you pre-order the Dead Space remake, which is coming out very soon, uh, you can get a free copy of Dead Space 2 on Steam. Ooh. That's, uh, that's kind of nice. That's kind of nice. Yeah. Everyone likes a free game. Every, everyone likes a free game. Uh, Kecleon was added to Pokemon Go. <laughs> Finally. We love a little bit of Keck. We do love the Keck. Uh, I don't know I just, if it's doing anything special where it's like it'll be like invisible or something. Uh, mm. Or if it'll like camouflage <laughs> as other Pokemon like Ditto and Zorua do. Uh, hard to say for sure. Let's just hope it's not nearly as strong as the ones in Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. God. That would be horrifying. <laughs> Uh, also, hey, a reminder, next week, the 17th, Stadio officially dies. I swear, this is the fourth time I've heard Stadia is dead, and I don't... I didn't well, no, like, official, the official date. Like, we've known it's going to be dying for a while. People have been telling, hey, if you have certain games, get that data transferred. That's been happening for a while now. It's now official. Next week is the last day. Next week's are the final days that Stadia will be active and up. Once the 17th hits at X time, Stadia no longer will be running and operational. Yeah, so you get those get your data transferred. Get your data transferred if you have it. And also, speaking of support dying, Microsoft has officially added support for Windows 7, Windows 8, and 8.1. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. That's made me feel old. Yeah. I remember <laughs> I remember Windows 7 and Windows 8 being new. Oh, I remember no. Windows and 8 being new. And they're done with it? Yeah, yeah they're ending, ending support for it all. Windows 10 and 11 are the, the future. So uh, if, you, if your workplace still uses these, I would highly recommend talking to your boss and be like, hey, I think we need to upgrade. And uh, that's where I think think the budget should go. (laughs) You think they've updated to Windows 7, not even to Windows 10? Oh, my God. Not in any workplace I've seen. Yeah. Uh, In some new Final Fantasy 16 news, Daoki Yoshida, Yoshi P, he debunked some rumors because there have been rumors going around that like six months after the PS5 release of 16 comes out uh, of 16, a PC version would drop. He just debunked that and said, yeah, no, there's no plans for that at all. That's not happening. Uh, and the internet is crying because only PlayStation 5 people will be able to play Final Fantasy 16 for who knows how long now. That is kind of painful. It's but kind hey, of painful, I... but I laugh at them because I have a PlayStation 5. <laughs> I have a PlayStation 5. I laugh I at a... the... I have two PlayStation 5 controllers and no PlayStation. 
I mean, here's the thing. They are saying that uh, last week, the Sony president did say that they should be easier to find now, that the supply shortage is over, but we're still waiting to see exactly how over, in quotation marks, it yeah. is. In mobile news, Stardew Valley version 1.5 is now on the mobile version of the game. So that's that's nice for mobile players who play it. Uh, and the Borderlands movie, that's going back for some reshoots uh, with the director of the Deadpool movie taking over now. That is very interesting. It's interesting because that's the first bit of Borderlands movie news we've heard in a while. Yeah, it's been a long, long time since I've heard anything about the Borderlands movie. Mm -hmm. I think the last time we heard some stuff was E3 two years ago because there wasn't E3 last year. Or there was. Yeah, yeah it, there was. Really? I think, I, I know it's been a very long time, though. They've shown some back uh, background stuff. Yeah, they, then... they, sh they showed some key images and whatnot, but nothing, no footage. We haven't seen anything else. So interesting to see what the reshoots are for and what the direction of this movie is going to be now. Uh, also, lastly, uh, we got some news about Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, the headmaster of the game, uh, uh, kind of, we now have like an era, a bit more of a clear era. The headmaster is Phineas uh, Nigelus Black, who is the great-great-grandfather of Sirius Black, and he will be played by Simon Pegg. There's, there's a joke there that I just should not say. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the comedian Simon Pegg from, I believe, it what's he, what was it, Shaun of the Dead? That's like one of his more iconic roles. Uh, he's a uh, final, like the last, uh, as he said in the, as he said in the video, the last British person to finally get cast in the Harry Potter universe. <laughs> so, I, I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> he's Got not wrong. I'm sure Paul McCartney was under one of those Death Eater robes in one of the, one of the earlier movies. So, mm -hmm, of course. Uh, so congrats to Simon Pegg and, uh, definitely really cool, uh, checking that out i cannot wait to play that on the playstation 5 i can say that much because i am picking it up on playstation 5 it's gonna be so fun um in the world of tcg starting with pokemon crown zenith which is the last sword and shield booster packs that is set for next week january 20th to release and we are ever so close to the scarlet and violet base set which drops march 31st in the world of Yu-Gi-Oh, our Master Duel update of the week, we got some more accessories, a new field, a new solo gate with featuring the mutants, NYU uh, mutants, uh, a new secret pack that you can get right now for a while for free before you got to like dismantle something to get it, and two new uh, regular packs, Heroic Warriors and Recollection of the Story. Recollection of the Story is this very special pack because it you can pull cards that were featured in a lot of the solo gates that uh, the game has. So really nice for that. And Heroic Warriors is like the next main expansion uh, booster for the game. Uh, in the world of the TCG on Yu-Gi-Oh! The Dark Magician Girl Accessories and Photon Hypernova Pack both come out February 9th. The Beware of Trap Tricks Structure Deck comes out February 24th. And the 25th Anniversary Edition Collection of Yu-Gi-Oh! comes out April 21st. And also, we talked about this last week, and going to talk about it again. Yu-Gi-Oh! and Adidas, they got some shoes coming out. 
They don't oh look good. God. I said they didn't look that no. good. No. They're just like very plain. They're very plain. Aww. It's just like mono no, no color on the top, like in a color like a little accent of another color on them. That's actually tragic. They had so much to work with with all the different characters and all their designs and they just go boring. They go b- blue eyes Come white on. shoe <laughs> and like a dark <laughs> shoe magician. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're not that Wonderful. great. They're really not that great. In Magic the Gathering news, Phyrexia All Will Be One releases uh, February 7th digitally, and the physical launch is sometime between February 10th and 12th. Still kind of waiting for a proper confirmation date. I asked my one friend who keeps up with Magic, and even he said that he doesn't know when it's coming out physically, aside from that range. And in board game tabletop news, big, big things happened since uh we spoke last uh wizards of the coast they they've been in hot water for a while oh yeah with a with the oh OG, with a uh an open game license that would basically you would have to pay royalties New- and all that shit yeah. for like creating content with D&D well today day of recording this they made a statement it's basically they're like yeah we were we fucked up we won't be we'll be ch- changing things because they are still making an open game license. They still kind of need that. Uh, so the new one that they're now planning because ba- basically everything that we've seen, they're like, yeah, we're gonna no longer be doing that. Um, they did make their statement. Part of that statement said that the, the new OGL covers only content for tabletop RPGs. That means that other expressions such as educational, charitable, charitable campaigns, live streams, cosplay, and virtual tabletop platforms will remain unaffected by any open game license update. Oh my god. Even even cosplays were in the previous one? Yeah, uh, apparently. That That's actually insane that they were trying to be so... <laughs> I don't know. That's there, the full article you can go read on Polygon. Uh, all the full details, all the full jargon, and the full statements can be found there. Uh, but what they did announce, <laughs> D&D will be getting a live-action TV adaptation from the writer and director of peak comedy movie Dodgeball. Oh, yes. Wonderful. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's going to be an interesting cat. Uh, director for that is it gonna be an interesting take i think (laughs) yeah i hope it does well (laughs) yeah we'll see how it we'll see how it does we'll definitely see how that does depending on when that comes out because we still have the DD movie set to release this year i think i think with the with wizards of the coast now coming out to say that i think the boycott is mostly over Mm, yeah probably or people will just forget about it when the time comes. Who knows? Who knows? But that is the week interview. That was everything that happened this past week in games and video games and tabletop and card games. Any thoughts on any of those, Trader? Uh well, the I just I need to go check the Yu-Gi-Oh and Adidas collabing thing because uh, I, I really want to see how those shoes look. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, their shoes. As we look at those, uh, I might as well fill you guys in on what you guys should be keeping your eye out on uh, this upcoming week. Here's what should be on your radar from January 16th to 22nd. 
From AAA titles to upcoming indies and random shovelware, here's what's coming out next week that should be on your radar. Uh, no game releases on Monday, but on Tuesday, Gigantosaurus Dino Kart comes out on everything. On Wednesday, definitely not fried chicken comes to the PC on Steam. Which, if you if you liked uh, Gus from Breaking Bad, you're gonna love this game because you're selling fried chicken in the front and making weed in the back. So this is the game for you. <laughs> I, I okay then. That's. Uh... That's a teaser. <laughs> oh, it is. On Thursday, A Space for the Unbound comes out on everything. Colossal Cave comes to the PS5, Series X, Switch, and PC. And Persona 4 Golden and Persona 3 Portable also release. Both games release on the Series X, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. And Persona 3 Portable also hits the PC. And if you're wondering, well, what about the PS5? Well, that's because the PS5 is backwards compatible. So there's, it doesn't have a PS5 version, but you can download the PS4 version on the PS5. So it is on essentially everything. And on Friday, Monster Hunter Rise gets the console release for the PlayStation and Xboxes. Pocket Card Jockey Ride On comes to the iOS. And Fire Emblem Engage drops for the Switch. And that's everything coming out next week. Pretty pretty good list. Uh, three big RPGs, and definitely not fried chicken. Uh, it's a good. It's definitely a, not fried. Chicken. Definitely not fried chicken. It's a good. It's a good week, especially for Persona fans. Where the the week has finally come, you can now play the the, the three games that Atlas cares about. Yes, all three of them. All three of them. The other three, no, we don't talk about them. Yeah, the, who cares about those? <laughs> I don't even remember those. No, there's only just three. It starts at three. It starts at three. There are no Persona One, Persona Two, Part uh, Innocent Sin, and Eternal Punishment. Yeah, what are those? Exactly. Are those. <laughs> exactly. But with that, uh, that's everything that should be on your radar. Now it's time for us to dive in to what a frog and a gun are doing together. Here's what we're talking about this week in the Game Lounge. Covering a variety of topics with his weekly guests, here's what's going down this week in the Game Lounge. So spicy. (laughs) (laughs) It is very spicy. So, Trader, you got to be at AGDQ 2023, which was actually earlier this week. And if you're listening to this episode on Monday, the event has wrapped up. And hopefully you'll know how much it made. Yeah, we, we, so we won't know how much... Uh, that'll be revealed next week. I'll reveal the final totals of how much was raised. But uh, you got to you got to run Frog Gun. Yes, Frog Gun, my favorite game. Before we get into the run itself, how did you find Frog Gun? And what made you want to just speed run the fuck out of this game? All right, so um, two years ago, or basically 2021. So yeah, like a year and a half. Um there was a Sage Expo, which is the Sonic Amateur Games Expo. And it's very, very fun. That's basically where you get a bunch of Sonic games and other related games made by uh, usually indie developers. And one of the games that I saw was Frog Gun. I thought, oh my god, this looks adorable. And I am very weak to cute things, so I downloaded it. And on my birthday stream, I decided to play it. 
because I don't know, it looked fun and the demo looked amazing. So I played it and that's actually the same day that I decided to speed run it because I found um, there was a log pillar that um, was just next to a door and I was like, oh, this looks cool. And I tried jumping on it and it had slope physics. And I'm like, okay, okay. My speedrun's brain is trying to do something here. I jumped onto the pillar, used the slope mechanics, jumped off of it, landed on the top of the doorway, and then jumped from the top of the doorway to a later part of the level, skipping it. And I was like, okay, yeah, no, with this, I absolutely have to just continue and just keep finding more things like that because it felt so open. So that's how I started speedrunning it. Nice, nice. And what what does the speedrun look like? A lot of grappling. <laughs> like basically 80, you skip 80% of the game. That's not even like a joke. That's like literally the number. You skip 80% of it and it's because of grappling and how overpowered it is. You're a cuter version of Spider-Man, all right? You you have superpowers with the grapple. It allows you to like um, hover in midair. You're able to get double height jumps because of it. You're able to even climb walls. So it's just insane how powerful the grapple is. And yeah, basically that's what all you'll see in the speed run is just everything that the grapple does. Another superpower that he uh, Trader didn't mention is uh, the ability to withstand blunt force trauma to the head multiple times yes. in succession because exactly. when you're climbing well, a that's wall because... you just bam 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 <laughs> so yeah i i didn't mention this the main character's name is renata the renata's a little girl looking for her family um because they've been missing for a few days and yeah the reason she can survive that is because she's wearing a helmet oh yeah right. she is helmets are great <laughs> But but, but what hats. if? But here's the thing: there's a hat vendor in the game, and I take off the helmet and I give her just a normal hat. I don't think it works the it's same. A, it's like steel-toed boots, but for hats, it's like completely covered. <laughs> you're saying. <laughs> so you're saying I have Final Fan the ability of glam, like Final Fantasy XIV, where even though it looks different, it does the same thing. Exactly. Oh she's full of power she is the warrior of light everybody look out Eorzea Renata's <laughs> coming for you started, yeah, she started with uh, Jake and his snake and now she's coming after you oh my god it is Jake and a snake I didn't think you're, about well, that you're te- okay you're telling me <laughs> that you didn't think once that, that that was oh my traitor oh my god I, I never thought about it because i never see jake okay that's fair that is fair <laughs> i don't even think about his name ever i just just like oh yeah this dude that we skipped yeah so in, in context uh there are each world in the game that you you basically race your rival which is jake mm-hmm. and he has a snake gun and mm-hmm. uh you erase him, but in the speed runs, you can skip his trigger for like five of the six stages, yeah. and you, you just don't he, see him. He's there once. Yeah, you see him once because you cannot skip that, that one of the triggers. But every other trigger you can skip. Really, really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. So 
Why did you submit Frog Gun to AGDQ and not Sonic? Um, because okay, so this is funny. Uh, I I was planning on submitting Sonic, but then I thought about it and I was like, okay, realistically. Am I going to really want to grind for like two months this game that at the time, by the way, I was super burnt out of uh, SA2. So I was like, okay, do I really want to be grinding this if I actually do get in and then try to act like I'm enjoying it when I go to GDQ? No, definitely not. So I just decided to submit Frog Gun because I actually really did enjoy the game. And uh, well, to be fair, okay, I don't hate Sonic Adventure 2. I just do not want to grind Hero Story. That thing is like literally having someone pluck your nails off. It is painful. <laughs> this is coming from the guy who has the world record in 180 emblems. Yeah, okay, 180 emblems, completely fine to submit. Hero Story, way too short, way too much RNG that can murder your run. And also, it hurts my soul. But other than that, <laughs> Uh, it, it would be it is absolutely a fun run not at the highest level though I would say at that point it's it gets too much for me so you send it you put the frog in the mail and you send it off waiting patiently with your thumbs one more thing I forgot is like I, I was in the middle of an apex game while I was uh, uh, submitting this <laughs> so I, I I was like I don't know if I even will have any chance of getting into GDQ. So I'm just going to submit with uh, a random VOD that I had of uh, my PB and the quickest description I could make. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, there we go. Okay. And then you send it in thinking nothing of it. It's just like, you know what? I sent it in. Feels good to at least send something in. Results yeah. come in. You, you got to. Results come in. Li- the list, all the all the list, on that list. Frog gun. D trader one. What was your reaction? <laughs> okay, first I didn't actually like. Um, in the day I was like seeing everyone talking about. It. I completely forgot that GDQ was releasing the schedule or what was being ex- what was being accepted, and um. Uh, so when I did see it on Twitter, I was like, hey, here's a picture of my dog. Don't think about uh, getting accepted because it can be bad for your mindset. Instead, just have a fun, calm, chill time like my dog is. And uh, I completely at that point, I didn't even remember that I submitted at all. <laughs> <laughs> then, oh my uh, God. Later on, I'm playing... Um, Apex again <laughs> with um, Seraphim and he was streaming. And uh, during that stream, suddenly I get a ton of DMs saying congrats. I'm like, congrats for what? What have I done? (laughs) Is this like, I'm scared. What's happening? Everyone's just like, congratulations, man. I knew you could do it. I'm like, what are you talking about right now? (laughs) (laughs) And then someone eventually said, yeah, you know, for your uh, GDQ submission. And my mind was blown. I'm like, oh, my God you're kidding there's no way i got in really and uh yeah apparently i did get in so that was cool wow <laughs> so to say i was surprised is uh yeah that 
that's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I think the clip had me like saying what like seven or eight times, just going what, what? <laughs> Each an octave higher. Just... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, and there it is. That's so. That's the story of how Frog Gun gets into AGDQ. What was the speedrun community for this game like around that time? Uh, in terms of activity? Yeah. Uh, dead. There's like... Uh, but it's because everything had quieted down. A lot of people have moved on to other things and no one was really uh, showcasing anything or doing much with it. The only person that there really was is Helfridge, who was a commentator for me. They were one of the only people that was really active at that time. There were actually there is one other person uh, that was doing ILs, but other than that, it, it was very quiet. So when the process came to picking co-commentators, Hellfringe was a no-brainer. Actually, so this is an interesting thing. With when I was picking co-commentators, at first, my first thought was, okay, I got accepted into this thing. I want to do this with friends or people that I know to feel comfortable by the way i have huge stage fright so i was like okay i want to do this with people that i'm comfortable with um and i was thinking like dawn emerald people like that but then i realized I obviously i need someone that knows the game or at least has some kind of connection with the game um and i thought about it i thought about it. i'm like how am i gonna do this with the commentators and Eventually, I thought, okay, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get someone that is going to be good for, like, an entertaining kind of commentary and someone that has a lot of knowledge on the game so that when the person that's being entertaining is slowing down, the other person can bring in information about the game and really explain what exactly is happening. And no-brainer, Helfridge was the world record holder, so I ended up choosing them for the knowledge thing. And then I mentioned that I got in, and uh, Trihex was like, yo, just uh, if you need someone for commentary, let me join. And I was like, well, damn. <laughs> okay. so, tri so Trihex approached you about that. Yeah. So I was like, okay, sure, that'd be fun. I'm not gonna say no to that. <laughs> yeah, no, like that's a that's a wow, okay. And uh, after after that, I was like, okay, you know what? That was incredible. Um, I the two people that I chose couldn't have been better. It's like literally winning a lottery ticket. Um, <laughs> Trihex was incredible. Helfridge, uh, I before that I didn't really know uh, their ability to commentate and how it would go and how our uh, chemistry together with two for me, I am pretty bad with like interacting with people. So having two complete, not exactly complete strangers, but strangers, nonetheless, people that I haven't talked to in a VC before and having to um, commentate with them and make interactions that seemed very, very natural. I didn't know how that would go. Thankfully, it went perfectly. Like I could not have gotten any luckier with the two of them. They're both fantastic. Yeah, they absolutely were. It was a really, really amazing run uh, to watch. 
Uh, I couldn't watch it live, sadly, but I immediately went to the VOD and watched the VOD. And it was, I'm like, dang, this is good. And so now we go to a story about the run that I want to ask you about. Uh, and it's uh, during World 5, where you're like, where you would basically be like, oh yeah, Trihex, we have a, a surprise for you in this run. And we're like, whoa, what is this? So I'll let you uh, carry on from the, from here. All right. Well, so before the run, obviously everyone's going to do uh, final day practice. Like if you don't know, if you're going to do GDQ, you're most likely going to do practice on the final day just to, you know, make sure everything's going the way you think it is and you're really prepared for it. And on that day, me, Trihex and Helfridge were going to do our final bit of practice. Me and Helfridge arrived on time and Trihex had other things to do. For example, uh, his his pets were wanting some attention, so he took a bit longer. And in the time that we were waiting for him, I was like, okay, well, while he has stuff to do and chores to get done uh, quickly before everything is uh, ready, why don't I just do some practice? And Elfridge was watching me, and we were in 5-4, uh, which is the hardest stage, and that's why I was practicing it. Um, we were looking at the stage and thought, yeah, I wish there was something to skip this section. And I saw the spider webs and mentioned, yeah, Helfridge, look at how there's these spider webs. If only we could make it that far. And I jump off, uh, assuming I was, I was assuming that I was going to die to a kill plane when I jumped off, but I didn't. And when I landed, I immediately knew where I was because I made it. 20 seconds further into the run and i'm like oh my god i just found a major skip by accident <laughs> while talking about how there isn't a major skip here wow <laughs> like oh wow okay on gdq day well technically not gdq day because it was like 14 hours before and uh, my run was at like two in the morning but hey it counts for someone it, that it, it was does. on the same day <laughs> <laughs> So that's how it built up and how we got that. In the interview, I mentioned that there's a surprise. I don't tell Trihex about this. And in the practice, I actually go out of my way to not do it, to make sure that Trihex doesn't know about it. <laughs> um, we get to the actual skip. And funny story, I actually had a script written up for what I was going to say when I get there. Unfortunately, this game, uh, if you click off of it oh yeah so i couldn't actually pull up the script so i was like uh uh, uh. <laughs> i was standing there for like five or six seconds or what felt like that long at the area where i'm supposed to do the skip trying to think of what i was gonna say i'm like you know what screw it i'm just gonna go for it and let it speak speak for itself and um it, i think it worked trihex had a great reaction it was a really it was a really good reaction what was this what was the script originally can we hear it do you still have it i think i may have delete let me check i think i deleted it it had something to do with um a callback to the spider-man mention that i meant at the beginning of the run because I said you're a cute Spider-Man um, and this was going to be our leap of faith uh, if you've ever watched Spider-Verse it's the same thing how do you know you're Spider-Man well you don't 
Uh, it's just a leap of faith, and I was gonna say that as I'm doing the skip. Yeah. Okay. That, um, that would have been cool. That would have been. That would have been fucking been swag AF. <laughs> it's just but you I pull that off. You say those words. You 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 get somebody to make an edit of the sunglasses popping down over your eyes, and they're just there the rest of the speed run. Or or just Renata as uh, Miles falling. <laughs> 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 oh, that would have I would have loved that. Um, unfortunately, I was like sweating bullets throughout the entire run, so I couldn't think of something off the top of my head while I was panicking because I was panicking because of not being able to bring it up so i was like oh i'll just you know what i'll just do it and you know what to be fair it still worked out fine it did and, and you know what it. you now have the tony's game lounge right here where we learned what what what, what could have been and it, yes. you, brought, you brought it out to the world so you know what exactly at the end of so the now day you have a reason day, to be disappointed exactly. in the run. <laughs> <laughs> uh how do you feel now that it's all done the run's done I feel incredible. I am very proud of how the run went. Honestly, I think that no matter how it would have went, I would have been proud of it because I knew that I put 110% effort into it. I didn't just practice the game. I also practiced every single bit of the um, commentary that I was going to have, the jokes that I was thinking of making. Like, for example, Luigi and Daisy joke, which was at the very beginning as well. That I did a lot of different... (laughs) I did a lot of different things. I planned about a lot of different things. I fixed my audio to be better. And I also like upgraded the lighting solution. All this just to prepare for that run. I really, really wanted it to go well and make it as good and as entertaining as I possibly could. And now that it's all done, I feel great that it's over. Like I was so, so stressed. I couldn't sleep sometimes just because of how stressed I was. Wow. Now it's great. It feels great. And I feel like I got a lot more stuff that I can do. Um, Because like for the last month and a half, I've basically been doing only this. (laughs) My God. So I'm very tired. (laughs) Do you feel like uh, you would have done better or worse if this was like an in-person GDQ? Oh, I would be so bad if this was an in. Imp- I wouldn't be doing any commentary if I had if I got accepted and it was in person. I would do no commentary and just leave it to my uh, couch to do it because there's no way that I could have done it myself. Uh, way too much stress just performing, trying to perform in front of a live audience as well as commentate. Oh, I would have been so so terrified. So definitely did better because it was online so what what's next for speed runs from you now that's agdq is done are you gonna continue doing frog gun on the side jump back into sonic what, what's the plan for your speed run stuff um i think uh well for one i've been doing a lot of the ils that i didn't finish for frog gun so i've got uh i'm trying to fill out the boards on everything for frog gun uh so that means a lot of the longer categories are going to be filled out as well, which honestly, there's a category that isn't on the boards right now, but one that we're thinking of called SNES, uh, which is 
Tiger's letting us know what it is. Um, <laughs> SNES is a is the speed medallion, the notes, the emeralds, and the skulls. So basically, every single um, emblem or collectible that you can get, except for coins, because coins are so limiting, and there can be like there's like five hundred in some stages there's there's a there's a level with like 600 yeah so yeah there's there there's it can range it ranges so that is horrifying so we just don't want to do that um but i will be doing that after uh snes but snes (laughs) seems like a good intermediary between um doing absolutely nothing at all and doing everything all at once like getting all the stuff but the coins suddenly makes the levels a little bit longer, a bit more complex, but nowhere near as annoying. <laughs> um, other things than that is, so I'm going to be doing Frog Gun. After that, I'm probably going to be doing the uh, something that I really have wanted to do and have not completed because I know it's insane, but I know I want to be the one that does it, is beat Sonic Adventure 2 damageless. Be the first one. Oh to yeah, do, it. do your 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 one the one eighty emblems damageless. Yeah, that's gonna be horrifying. Um, it's not gonna go well. It's gonna be fun though. <laughs> fun depends. How how, how yeah? How, where when does the fun start stop and the pain begin? I think the fun starts when the run starts and the pain begins uh, once I get far enough into the run that i actually become attached because once i'm attached oh no (laughs) i don't want to i become that's the biggest issue with damageless is it's relatively easy to do a single stage without taking damage certain stages are harder but doing a single stage damageless not too bad doing a second stage not too bad add them up all together though it's a nightmare and then the fact that as you get further and further along, you're conscious of it the entire way. You know that you're getting further and further along. So now you just become stressed, try to do safe things. One thing you should know if you've ever done a speed run or anything challenge related, the safest option is the option that you've practiced. Nothing else matters. Because I tried doing a safe option um in canon's core for m3 so the mission three get the lost chow and i didn't realize this when i did it because i've never had it without the time stop because who does that turns out enemies fall from the from the uh sky (laughs) and i got damaged by that Oh. oh and that was on the run that got the furthest too so that was painful Youch. But yeah, it's As fun. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, I had fun. My, my my mental my mental state hasn't changed at all. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I've been this insane since the beginning. Who else would start something like this? <laughs> uh, is there anything else you want to add about Frog Gun or Speedrun related before we make our way to our second topic of the day? Mm, let's see. 
Frog Gun is amazing. You should check it out. It's $15 on Steam, and it's an incredible game. It's absolutely worth the value. And did you also know there is a community for it that is great? They're trying to do some stuff. Trihex is coming back to the game for the weekend, so you might be able to watch the VODs for that when this comes out. It's really cool to see what he'll uh, think about the uh, run that he's making, which is called SNES. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I can vouch for that too. I played Frog Gun actually after I watched uh, the speedrun for it that Trader did, and uh, I enjoyed uh, everything about it. Heck yeah! I did the main game, and I did like one level after that. You because there are post level, there are other levels after the the, the final boss. Yeah. There are more levels. I will say, uh, and I did one of them, and I'm like. There's a boss at the end of this one, too, and it's like a wolf bat. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Hello? Um, it's a Patreon Patreon created uh, enemy or boss. I will say 7-1, probably my least favorite out of the ones after the end. 7-3, though, it's I won't spoil it, but you get to do something in it that's really, really fun. Also, it's just very, very like every level past seven one and before seven five, incredible in there. So like the middle ones. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Uh with that then it's time for us to move on to our second topic of the day, which is uh the world of video editing, which is something Trey's been doing when he's not speedrunning, another thing he's been doing a lot of. Mm-hmm. So how how has editing been going? We know that you've been working on uh, the Sonic Adventure 2 speedrun strategy guide for basically every level in the game. How has that been going? Very slow. Turns out I'm a lot busier than I expected as a human. <laughs> <laughs> and um, basically, they're like my first dive into actually trying to make different kinds of or just trying to make videos and oh boy tutorials are if you want to make a tutorial that is actually good and clear and concise and not something that feels like it was made in 15 minutes on the first take it takes a long time did you know <laughs> um and not only that i'm i'm trying to also make them engaging in certain ways and try to uh, really improve my kind of editing it is very difficult but i'm learning a lot through it a lot of things that i shouldn't do is mainly what i'm learning at the moment but i'm still learning a lot so <laughs> Nice. How f- how far are you within that uh, series? Uh, right now, I am doing Hidden Base. So the, I'm doing, at the moment, I'm going through Hero Story and doing Sonic and Tails stages. I've also finished all the bosses. The boss tutorial is completely done. I do all the Sonic and Tails stages, and then later on, I'm going to come back and do Knuckles. Knuckles is going to be very entertaining because it's going to be all the knuckle stages as two videos. Um, whereas the Sonic and tail stages have just been individual levels. Um, the reason being is that knuckles is less about the unique strategies that you use in each stage and more to do with 
piece how do they work pieces and where to go pieces and the movement and everything about knuckles is less to do with the unique stuff and more to do with how to play generally unique stuff if you want to see stuff like that that's for the second video it's going to be really long (laughs) 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 basically what i'm going to go over for that is like free pieces pieces that you should reset for pieces that you can check for while you're moving from one place to another and pieces that are just really bad and that you should try to avoid yeah so that's gonna be very fun also like unique movement tech for each of the stages like aquatic aquatic mine mine and the wall clips pumpkin hill and just having to glide gliding optimally (laughs) Death Chamber. Death Chamber is, I feel like Death Chamber is the most interesting one that you oh get with yeah. that, with the amount of clips that you can do. You can clip from anywhere to anywhere, and it's really useful, but it's a lot to know about. And I think another thing is, I'm going to, I'm already thinking of how I'm going to visualize everything for people. Like, how am I going to make it so that the clips aren't just footage of me? doing the clip because most people don't even know the map of death chamber without clipping out so clipping out and doing things they're going to be completely lost so maybe having like actual like image of the map and showing point a and point b and drawing the line no what you do is you make uh mtv cribs sa2 edition and it's knuckles giving you a tour around death chamber yeah exactly and then and then uh eggman being like what are you doing this is mine (laughs) (laughs) there's this weird rodent over here (laughs) now here's what here's what you do here's what you do you hire that one guy that voices eggman in the dubs the like the fan dubs you have him give a tour of uh death chamber incredible yes I don't have the budget for that. <laughs> <laughs> this is where Shadow pissed on my wife. <laughs> and he knows this because why? <laughs> because it still smells of hedgehog. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I've made a total of twenty dollars from videos, so I'm not <laughs> not in <laughs> I don't think the, I don't think they'll accept it for that much. Who knows? Who knows? Um, so aside from the SA2 tutorials, you have done a few other video things. Uh, one was a, uh, I saw a Twitter video that you put out uh, talking about uh, le- legendary speedrunner Talon. Oh, yeah. I was like, the the 180 emblem speedrun is insane and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that video was hilarious. I'm surprised people liked it as much as they did. It was I great. Thought that video it was, was gonna have great. like. I thought no one was gonna watch it because it took so long to get to the joke, um, and and I didn't think that uh, people were gonna understand the joke, but because like you get you do understand it eventually, but um, I thought they would just click off of it before they got to the joke because it takes so long. But it was worth it. I like that video, though. It's, it's a great yeah. video. It's a great one. Definitely check it out. Go, go watch it right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go watch. Pause this. Watch that video. Come back. And, and, and you'll be a better person. Talon, Talon was great, by the way. Talon had the... 
you should you should definitely check out how cool Talon was in that world record history. Yeah, it was definitely de- do not miss it. It is it is the it is the video of the year. Oh, thank you. No, nothing will top that. I that I don't think anything could top it. Well, hopefully the next video I make. Oh yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> well, that that has to top it now. The, yes, the yes. standard has been set right here in the game lounge, folks. D Trader One's next video has to top Talon being world record holder. The video was my first ever attempt of making an actual short or like a video that was made primarily to be a short uh, because the, the I technically made a different short. That was my first one, but it wasn't really that was just cropping a previous video that I made and just putting that in. Yeah, I think that the first ever short I made did pretty well. I think people liked it decently. It was funny to make and really fast. Uh, one thing I learned, there's actually a way to subtitle things in Resolve in a much, much easier way than the way I did. And I should have also just had some forethought into how I was going to do it. Because I made like, I don't know how many, like 30, 40 text tabs for each of the times uh, the text switches. Fun fact, I didn't actually switch what the text font, the shading of it was going to be, or the um, drop shadow or anything. And I didn't realize this, but I probably should have done that from the beginning and just copy-pasted it so I didn't have to manually change it for each and every single one. (sighs) But you learn. Now I know I'm never going to do that again. <laughs> uh, live and learn, as Crush40 says. So aside from that being like, maybe I guess a thing you didn't like about editing, uh, what have you liked and disliked so far with your with the process of this all of all of this? All right. Well, one thing is I am a person that's been... The biggest thing that I love about the things that I get into is the ability to express yourself um, and also just not only express yourself, but be able to create things from your imagination. If you think about it, you can create it. So that's why I was so fascinated with programming because really it's endless. You can do so many things with that. And I felt the same way with video editing is if I have the knowledge and the creativity, I can create whatever I'm trying to. That's my biggest reason for why I love video editing There's just so much that I can just do. Also, it's because I get to be very chaotic. You can be incredibly chaotic with the kinds of videos you make. And people are like, yeah, that's the that's just the state of YouTube now, I guess. So it's normal. (laughs) I have way more stupid ideas that I want to make. So that's going to be fun when I get to do those. Yeah, I, uh, I, I I've done some editing again recently and I'm like, Man, I'm not motivated, <laughs> and you can tell it's like I re- I really just went for like the easy edits, and I'm like, okay, I'm done. Let's uh, let's go play video games again. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, my bi- it's so I, I don't get me wrong. I think the easy edits uh, or not the easy edits, but like editing can be really boring. There's some really boring sections to it, like uh, cutting up the footage to just have a baseline footage and then like cleaning that up and changing small things that 
feel like nothing. That's like the boring part of editing. The fun part of editing is like adding everything to make it funnier and your words amplify more and effects like an explosion when you open a chest. Yeah, or just like crazy things. Like I'm thinking of uh, the kinds of things I'm going to be doing soon, which is in the Hidden Base tutorial, which, ooh, spoilers for how I'm going to do that. <gasps> I'm going to be making a uh, a loading screen where it, in the middle of the tutorial, while there's a break in when I'm speaking, it'll be like, did you know? And it'll give you a speedrunning tip with visuals on how to do it. So, for example, the one is going to be pause hovers because, who knows, people are probably going to not remember that pause hovers exist, so need to show it up again. Yeah, and Hidden Base is where they really come it. to shine as well. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's just fun. I'm going to be making like a funny little loading screen animation for Tails using some footage of him walking and make it look like a... Like it was meant to be part of the game, have the ring and every, and that's like the fun part where you get to be creative and making things. So that's going to be great. There's more stuff like that, that I'll be doing for the hidden base tutorial, but I got to leave it to the end because otherwise the motivation to do the stuff will be disappearing when I leave the boring stuff for last. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> that's definitely fair. Uh, is there anything else you want to add before we move on to the bonus level? Um, yes, recently I have actually bought, uh, Resolve Studio. So for $500, I got the actual paid version, oh, five, which is a lot, but I, I, I am certain that I'm going to be doing this and probably trying to do it as a career, Ooh. Path, um, because it's just so, so fun and I've loved learning it. I think I noticed pretty early on that I've liked it a lot more than other people that are doing editing at the moment that I talk to that are doing editing because they need to, to make videos. Right. And uh, yeah, it turns out not everyone is super excited to read like a 600 page book on how to edit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, I, I'd uh, I'd say I'm plenty motivated for it, and it's gonna it's gonna be great. I hope now with that, like I got so excited for it, it felt like back when I was um, a kid, and I just got a Christmas present of like a video game. That's how it. That was the amount of joy I felt from buying this. I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna be able to do 3D perspective tracking with this. That's insane, and it has a magic mask, so I just have to do like two buttons instead of doing 300 frames manually uh. oh my god <laughs> so yeah i just i feel really good about it. nice nice uh, okay then uh well with that then it's time for us to start closing things up and head into the bonus level community q and a's a look back at gaming history and your achievement of the week here's this week's bonus level and we're starting off with this week in gaming history from January 16th to 22nd. Here's what happened in the past. On the 16th, 2007, Nintendo released WarioWare Smooth Moves for the Nintendo Wii in North America. On the 17th, 2006, Sony CEA released Ape Escape 3 for the PlayStation 2 in North America. 
on Wednesday, the 18th, 2022, last year, Microsoft announces a deal to acquire Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion. Jesus. And guess Aren't what? Still fighting for it's that? still it's they haven't gotten it yet. It's still oh, thank God being dealt with. They, yeah, they're they're like, no, no, it's it's not us trying to get a monopoly. No. That's why we would we would never we would never know. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's uh, that's still it's still going on. And uh I can't mm. believe it's almost been a whole year now. Yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, that is definitely crazy. On the 19th, 1994, shipments of Windows to date, 40 million. This is, of course, Microsoft Windows, not actual Windows. I feel like <laughs> that number is a lot higher. 40 million? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, there's only been 40 million Windows since nine, from 1994. Wow, we we really started using Windows a lot more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> on the twentieth, two thousand four, Vivendi Universal released Baldur's Gate: Dark Alliance two for the PlayStation two and Xbox in North America. On the twenty first, nineteen ninety eight, Capcom released Resident Evil two for the PlayStation and Nintendo sixty four in North America. And on the 22nd, 2007, 2K Games released Sid Meier's Pirates for the PlayStation Portable in North America. The achievement of the week is in One Piece Odyssey. It's Gum Gum Rocket, which is a travel with Gum Gum Rocket 100 times. And the game of the week, Fire Emblem Engage. Heck yeah. Can't wait to see that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm debating picking it up. I, it looks good enough that I'm like, you know what? This might be the Fire Emblem game to play again. Because mm-hmm. the last one that I played was Shadows of Valentia. Oh, that's Which that's was great. I love Shadows of Valentia. But it's been a while since I've actually touched the Fire Emblem franchise. Well, with that, Trader, there is one more question I do have for you before we fully wrap up the podcast. Yes, what that's, is that? That's, uh, you're, a Sonic, you're a Sonic fan, so what were your thoughts of Frontiers? Uh... Okay, so for Frontiers, um, it's a great game. I think people have very valid criticisms of it, and just looking at the criticisms and ignoring them is a bad thing to do, which a lot of Sonic fans have been doing, and I'm like, please, no. Like, You can enjoy something, but there can be mistakes in this game that you think is good, right? Um, other than that, I do think it's cool as great speed run and I haven't even finished playing it myself. <laughs> Dang. How far are you in it? I, I got past the second Island and that's about it. Oh, wow. I, okay. Yeah. Then. Um, I've had so many issues with frontiers, like my control, the day that frontiers came out, my controller died and it took a month and a half for it to come back my god so i was just like really i, I want to play on controller and this happens and then after that you know i had this uh, amazing thing called uh frog gun getting into gdq <laughs> so my um, i've lit- i really mean it when i say i had no time to do anything else okay uh well that trader thank you for coming on the podcast thank you it's fun 
It always is. Where can we find you on the internet? Well, if you want to watch me stream whenever the heck I do that, you can go on twitch.tv slash dtrader1. You can also find me as at dtrader1 on Twitter if you want to hear the weird thoughts that I have inside my brain. And if you want to see what those weird thoughts have created, well, you can find me as trader on Twitch. Just look for the fish drinking toothpaste and that'll be the right one. Easiest way to find me actually is probably just searching up Sonic Adventure 2 180 world record. That's me. So yeah. <laughs> that, that that be him. That do be him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, you can find me uh, at Tony's Game Lounge on Instagram, Twitch, TikTok, and YouTube. And uh, at Radio Tony on Twitter. Uh, that's where you can find me. We're, uh, if you find us streaming, we're most likely playing Final Fantasy XIV because that's what we are now. We're officially a Final Fantasy XIV streamer. With the occasional other games, like we are still finishing up Devil May Cry 4 and 5 eventually, and uh, we play a couple multiplayer games. We have a, a Planet Side 2 stream with our good friend Sir Wiggles the Great. Uh, he's going to be teaching us the ways of Planet Side 2, uh, and it'll be fun to watch Monday the 23rd. Uh, stick around. Stay tuned for that. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> good luck to you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Trader, thank you once again for coming on. Always a blast to have you on. Yes, it was a pleasure. And thank you, the listener, for tuning in uh, to another episode in the World Tour season. Be sure to like, share, follow the podcast for more. And we will be back next week right here in the Game Lounge. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like and share the podcast and follow Tony on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok for more updates.